Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Well, good morning, church. Thank you so much for joining us on Facebook Live this morning. You know, we are definitely encouraged because, you know, we are seeing the church doing its part, you know, doing an online service or whatever they need to do. And we are here at Encounter Church doing it as well. So um, today, um, you know, we've been talking about solid, you know, applying the word of God and, and really living what God is calling us to do. And today is our third part of our series uh, 180. And so this is the third well, Caleb shared about uh, repentance position us to divine encounters with God, and Deanna shared about um, repentance leads us to joy. And today, I'm going to talk about how repentance works and in our minds. So our mind is an important part of, of repentance, as I was preparing for this message. But before we jump into that, I want to tell you guys a little story about how this relates to me and, you know, uh, how many of you have uh, done purchases with your heart, and how many of you have done purchases with your mind? I think, you know, for me, uh, I experienced that about two years ago when I decided to venture and buy an electric car. And, you know, it was an awesome car and idea, but, you know, sadly, the range was only like 50 miles per, uh, 50 miles per charge, so, um, you know, my heart was pumping when I got it, but then I realized that, you know, after a few weeks after, that my mind started to creep out with common sense. <laughs> and that's what, when I realized, you know, that, that I've done a mistake. And, and, you know, it took the first uh, stop at the shop when they charged me a lot of money to say, hey, I'm getting rid of this car even if I have only a year with it. So in the same way, you know, uh, we may find ourselves doing uh, purchases with, with our heart and just with the spur of the moment, but in the same way in our spiritual lives, you know, we make decisions, we give into the desires of our flesh, and we find in positions that are not wise, you know, and that's, I think, uh, that's what sin does in our lives. So as we uh, was researching about what repentance is, uh, very interesting. I came uh, into, did a lot of research about what did it mean in Greek, what did it mean in Hebrew, and you know, in Greek, it's very interesting. The word for repentance is called metanoia. And metanoia basically means a change of mind. I mean, I'm going to read it to you. A change of mind, as it appears on one who repents of a purpose he has formed or of something he has done. And I just want to put it into perspective. I'm just going to read very quickly a few verses. And one of them is 2 Corinthians 7, 10. It says, Godly sorrow brings repentance, change of mind that leads to salvation and leaves no regret. But worldly sorrow brings death. Other one, Matthew 4, 17 says, From the, then on Jesus began to preach, repent or change your mind of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. And Third is Mark 1, 15 says, The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent, change your mind of your sins and believe the good news. So changing our mind, it's, it's a big deal in 
it has to do a lot with repentance. Um, I think, you know, as I mentioned on, on my example, uh, you know, our mind, our actions will follow what our mind is, decides. So Proverbs 23, 7 says, for, he, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Um, the mind is the part of our lives that rules our behavior. If we have a compromised mind, we have a compromised behavior. Our actions will follow mine. A little indulgence here and there, and there goes our behavior. So, you know, it's, uh, sometimes I wonder, you know, when, when I've seen it in my life, you know, we go through the encounter retreat, God delivers us from sin, and then, you know, we find ourselves after a time later, we're back again in the same sins, the same addictions, same gossip, same division, same all of these things. And, and, you know, I don't think the Bible says that if the Son is set you free, well, you will be free indeed. So the word of God, that God does not contradict itself. So there's a missing part of why we're not living in, in this freedom. And, you know, it, as I was studying for this, it was, it was a revelation, and I was so excited. I typically don't get that excited, you know, when, when it's like, preparing a message, but, you know, Ephesians 4, 22, 24 says, in the New King, New King James Version says, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. So it says that we, we are responsible to put, to, to, uh, to death our, our sinful nature. And verse 23 says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind that you put on the new man which was creating according to God into righteousness and holiness. So it is our responsibility to change our mind in order so we can get this new life that God has given us so we can live in holiness. Um, another verse says, Romans 8, 5, in the NIV version says, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live according to the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Isn't it amazing that, you know, when we set our, our mind in the things of the Spirit, the Bible says that we will live in that same life of the Spirit? To me, this just blows me away uh, because, you know, just thinking about how important it is our mind in this path of holiness So the question is, what do we do? What do we do to change our minds? What, what is the, the steps that I need to, to take? It? And, you know, sometimes, you know, we have this ethereal concept of repentance out here, and we think of it just merely as an experience that we have to go through, going to an altar or going to an encounter retreat. But no, there's more than that. You know, God did the, the first step, God did it. And what was the step? He went to the cross to pay for our salvation, for our freedoms, for your deliverance. And now we have a part as the church and as a, as a believer to walk in that freedom, and that is to change our mind. You know, so I'm going to give you three points uh, that have helped me in my life to, to live in this path of holiness. And, you know, I, I'm going to, instead of calling them points, I'm going to call them action items. 
Because you know what I want you to take out of here is actions that you can put into practice in your daily life that can help you live in this path of, of holiness. So number one is be exposed to the word of God. Hebrews 4.12, New King James Version says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and as a discerner of thoughts and intents of our hearts. You know, God's word is the ultimate authority. You know, we can have opinions about drinking, we can have opinions about smoking, we can have opinions about every topic, but the word of God is, the Bible says, it divides the soul and the spirit. It brings a separation from the good and the bad. Um, so think about, you know, is, uh, and I'm just going to give you a quick example, two verses, 1 Corinthians 8, 9 and 13, but you must be careful so that your freedom doesn't cause others with weaker conscience to stumble. You know, sometimes we just pretend that we, oh, that doesn't apply to me. That only applies to the leaders of the church or the people that have an office in, in ministry. No, I think here Paul was referring to people that were mature Christians and, you know, we take very lightly about our behavior and the, this indulgences and freedoms that we have in Christ. Um, you know, uh, another one says, Matthew 5, 24, NIV version says, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. And then come and offer your gift. We take this very lightly sometimes, you know, and that, that's, this is the, the problem that we start seeing in churches, you know, where we have unity and then, you know, we have division creeping in. Disagreement, I have a concern about this. Let me tell my friend about this. And, you know, we start allowing, you know, the enemy to, to divide our hearts. Um, and, and I think, you know, the word of God is very clear. If you have something against it, go and talk to your brother and sister. You know, uh, another verse that I'm going to read regarding uh, be, being exposed to the word of God is Matthew 4, 4 in uh, New King James Version. But he answered and said, it is written, men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So we need to expose our lives to the word of God in a daily basis. We need to expose our word in every church service. You know, it's, it's interesting, you know, that our heart is, the Bible says that it's, um, that can it's very hard to, to discern, for us to discern our, our self-intentions, but the word of God cuts through it. And that's what we need, the word of God to continually come to our lives and to continually bring that light and shine, you know, the, the, the truth so we can live uh, in that truth, you know. But, but this doesn't come, sometimes we are praying, Lord, change my life. I'm struggling with this. I just make a, we pray for a lot of people at church for breakthrough. But, you know, we don't see, we don't see, um, nothing happens. 
And why does not, nothing happens? Because we are not filling our lives with the word of God. We are not coming to church. We are just pretending that we can do it on our own. And in the meantime, the enemy is just filling our heads with all of these opinions about what, what the Christian life looks like. And we just live comfortable lives. And that's, that's not the purpose. The Bible says that it's like a pierces division of soul and spirit. It's discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. So this is the word of God. So it is imperative that we are people of the word of God. Number two, action, action item number two says, be careful who are you in agreement with. Matthew eighteen nineteen says, again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about something they ask for, it will be done for, my, for them by my Father in heaven. So there's power in agreement. You know, the t- Tower of Babel was destroyed because there was power of, in, in agreement when these people got together and said, we're going to set our minds to do this and we'll do it. You know, there is so much power on that. Um, Proverbs thirteen twenty says, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. There is a tendency for humans to adapt their minds to their surrounding. And a clear example of that, you know, when I moved from New Mexico to here, um, I remember, you know, thinking, you know, owning a gun, you know, that's, what's with that? You know, it's like, it didn't make any sense to me. But, you know, after living five years here, my perspective has changed dramatically. (laughs) Now, we're planning on our men's e-group to go uh, shooting in a range. um, And, you know, there's this shifts in our mind when we are with a group of people. If you hang out with wise people, you're going to become wise, the word of God says. And if you hang out with foolish people, you're going to see the consequences of that. So the mind, we need to guard our mind. And we need to see, to guard the people that we hang out with. First John 4, 1 says, Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit you must test to see if the spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. You know, if there's a purpose why this word is in the Bible. We need to watch what we're listening to. Uh, we need to look at the fruit of people's lives. You will, the Bible, Jesus said you will know them by their fruits. If, is this person living in holiness that you're listening to? Is this friend of yours uh, claims to be a Christian but is not connected to the body? Is this person sowing disagreement or division? You know, they can speak very spiritual. They can prophesy, but you need to look at the fruit of people's lives. You know, we need to be people that are grounded in the word of God and not just by any wind of movement, uh, but, you know, we need to be grounded and be connected to the spirit and so we can live solid lives. Second Corinthians six fourteen eighteen says, "Do not be equally yoked together with unbelievers. For what what a fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness?" And you know, for those people, young people out there, the the word of God is very clear. There's no gray area. Sorry to say that, but it's very clear. 
And if you're looking for somebody, make sure the Bible says, by, Jesus said, by their fruits, you will know them. No matter how Christian they speak, how anointed they seem, if their life is not showing, showing fruit of repentance, then we have a big problem. You know, and for us Christians, what this verse means is, you know, be careful what we're spirit, we are putting ourselves in agreement with. Are you being in agreement with spirit of fear, of defeat, of gossip, of division, of negativity? You know, it is very important that we guard our minds in order to live, you know, set our lives in a path of holiness. So, um, be careful who are you in agreement with. And action item number three, uh, it's be filled of the Holy Spirit. Zechariah 4, 5 to 7, NIV version says, not by might nor power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. You know, and God, you know, comes when he, you know, we are not even looking, you know, when he rescued us, he came. And I can think of, of this picture, you know, of the, of the movie uh, Two Towers from Lord of the Rings. When th there's no hope, they're being destroyed by the enemy, they're being pounded, you know. Then there's this, this king that comes in a white horse with an army and sweeps them away. That's the same way, you know, our God comes into our rescue. And, you know, we have... Um, the Spirit of God, you know, who is, who brings us, it's, this is, it's not by might or power, but by my Spirit. So if you're struggling right now and, and you are being in this cycle of freedom and then captivity, freedom, captivity, that's not God's intention. That's not God's heart towards you. He wants to rescue and bring freedom once and for all for all of this. And, you, and the Bible said, and he did it. That's the funny thing is, not funny, but it's, the power, the, it's funny that we don't acknowledge, we think that God has to do more than what he already did. But that's not the reality. It's our responsibility to be, to walk in that freedom and in that mind. Ephesians 5.18 says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. The word of God is very clear. Instead, it says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The verb here implies a continuation of being filled of the Holy Spirit. You know, this is the reason why the local church exists. If, you know, we could do just uh, information about online and streaming, you know, that would be awesome. <laughs> but it's, the local church is not about that. It's about coming together and experiencing the anointing of God, the anointing of God that breaks the joke in our lives. And that's what you need to be here every Sunday. That's, and we will not stop saying that because, you know, that's the only way that you're going to be continue receiving and being filled of that deliverance and freedom. So you need to get your here at the church every Sunday. <laughs> We want, we want uh, you know, you need to be here to be filled of the Spirit and the Word of God. And my last verse is Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you know, many of you may be stuck in a, in a situation where you feel there's no hope, but you know, there is hope in Jesus. And you know, like this king on a white horse is coming, pushing forward the enemy, and he's bring, breaking the chains in your life. 
Um, and you know, I think that's the importance of being in his presence, not only here at church, but when you go home, and I know you guys are home, you know, I want you guys to really take an opportunity. Seek for the Lord. Do a fast this time. Get very close to Jesus. Have him speak to you. And when you expose yourself daily to his presence, you know, more revelations coming, your mind is being changed and transformed by the Holy Spirit, you know, and then you start seeing light at the end of the tunnel, and then you can start be walking in this victory and holiness, because this is the life that God intended for each one of you. So, you know, uh, as I'm wrapping this, you know, I just want to give you some um, pointers and action items, so write this down. Uh, Number one is read the word of God on a daily basis. If you were not reading the word of God, start. Start every day, no matter the quantity, but it's, it's, we need to get the word of God in our mind. Number two is watch your friendships. What people are you hanging out with? Maybe you just need to change your friends. So um, number three is be filled of the Holy Spirit. Come to church, get prayed for, and pray at home. Take every opportunity to expose yourself to the fire of God, to his presence. So I, I just feel very encouraged to, today uh, because, you know, God is, his heart for you is freedom, nothing else. Uh, but, you know, he did his part. Now it's our part and our responsibility to change the way we think and, and so that's, and I'll stress it again, be filled with, a, with, uh, with his word. Uh, look what friendship, what people are you hanging out with. And number three, be filled of the Holy Spirit. As uh, I'm wrapping this in, I just want to pray for each one of you at home. I just pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to you and that you, you are able to implement these things in your life and that you'll see those changes that the Word of God described to us this morning. Father God, I just pray for everybody watching in their homes. I pray that your presence, Lord, come and invade each home, every living room, Lord. I just pray, Holy Spirit, revive us, Lord. The Bible says that in the early church, the people gather in homes, Lord. And it, whatever it takes, Lord, to, for us to see revival, Lord, we just pray and together, Lord, we come into agreement because there's power in agreement. We declare that we're going to see, Lord Jesus, this generation change and what the enemy wanted to use for, for bad, we're going to turn that against him. Father, we just pray, Lord, that if some, there's somebody out there, Lord, that have not made that decision, to surrender their lives, to repent, to change their mind, and turn to Jesus. Father, we want to make open this opportunity if you are listening and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. This is the time, and this is the time of opportunity to give and surrender your heart to Him. If that person is you, I just want to pray very fast and and i i want to make a time and just repeat this prayer after me holy spirit thank you for for your word that speaks to me i recognize today how far i am from you and your word 
I repent. I surrender my life to you and make you Jesus, the Lord of my life completely. Come into my heart. In Jesus' name. And if you are there and, and you've been a Christian already and, and you are just wanting to do this but you don't know how to start with I'm going to pray for you that the Holy Spirit will bring this His anointing and that the Holy Spirit be the catalyst to put you in the right track Holy Spirit I just pray that you, your anointing Lord touch every person right now where they are and that your powerful anointing, Lord Jesus, brings the desire to do, the read the word of God, Lord Jesus, so we can walk in this freedom, Lord. That we can be in your presence seeking you day after day after day, God. And I just pray, Lord Jesus, that whoever needs to make a radical decision about their friendships, Lord, that you show them, give them clarity, and, what, and show them what the steps are that they need to do. I just thank you, Lord, for everybody at home tonight, this morning. I just bless them today, Lord. I just pray as, as they go through their week that you continue to speak your word. The Bible says that the, the, the truth will set us free. And we confess that in our church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.